Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! The news team has assembled. Hello, welcome to the news. My name is Jay, as always, joined by Troy. Bear with me, my voice is on its way out. How are you, mate? Mariah, I'm fucking cold, man. It's beanie weather now. It's proper chilly out. Pissing it down with rain. I'm going to run around and play football later, catch cold. Win, win some silly prizes, as you say. Yeah. But yeah, aside from that, all good, mate. You? All good. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Other than the fact I'm losing my voice and I'm, I'm full of cold already. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah, man. But yeah, should we, uh, should we break down the week's news? Go on, let's kick off WWE NXT. So, some good news to start with. Tony Storm and New Japan Re- Pro Wrestling star Juice Robinson have announced that they are engaged. That's nice. Nice, isn't it? Friend of the podcast, Tony Storm. Yeah. Mugged me off in Texas. Whatever. Don't worry about it. It's all right. I, I was stood next to her in a bar in Liverpool and didn't even realise it was here. <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking over it to talk to Session Moth Martina. <laughs> so I big league Tony Storm. So, so it's funny how these things work out, isn't it? <laughs> That's lovely news. Good stuff. Massive congrats. Yeah. Nice. Uh, next up, Fightful had recently heard that Sweat Mc- I mean Shane McMahon was no longer with the company. However, when they inquired with WWE reps, they were told that he was still a WWE talent and under deal. However, it's also noted that he's rarely, if ever, at WWE offices anymore and are unsure of how his office job is or would be affected. Yeah, he's he not does. been there since... He's not, like, Mania. quite a while. Mainly when, when he got murdered by Brun. Oh, he dumps off the top of the, the cage, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Uh, fine like he wasn't really doing anything anyway like he was an authority figure at one point and then they kind of toned that down a bit didn't they and then yeah that's right yeah yeah it's um I mean he's he does um work for like other like companies doesn't he outside of WWE mm. like, I think, yeah. I think he's, isn't he like a business manager for oh, I can't remember what the company's called, he, called something that. like that I don't even I, I think <clears> like that mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, it's it's. Oh, here we go. In like such a big news story, really, because mm. he's always been kind of just like a talent. Yeah. Since uh, he's the founder and executive vice chairman of Ideanomics, formerly known as Seven Stars Cloud Group. He's also a minority owner, producer, and occasional wrestler. WWE. So yeah, his company Idea Ideanomics. No idea what they do, but he he was doing something to do with like uh, bringing sports, like sports to a TV stations in China. I remember he like oh yeah, that sounds he trying, vaguely he trying familiar. To, he was trying to bring a golf tournament to China as well. I think he, like he was doing, he was based there and he was doing a lot there. Hmm. Yeah. Obviously, with the current global travel situation, I don't know how much he can do with that. But mm-hmm. he doing fair enough. Um, moving on, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, 
Alexa Bliss has taken some time off because she's said scheduled to undergo sinus surgery. Um, yeah, supposedly it's a few months as well. Mm-hmm. Good few months. I mean, I've had sinus surgery in the past, and it's it's not pleasant, and it does fucking take its toll. And in in an environment where you're literally getting thrown about, like you really got to be careful. I mean, it took me a few months to recover, and I was just sat still at work, not doing anything. So, yeah. yeah. If you get but, your head and rattled around, it's probably not the best thing if you're recovering from that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speedy recovery, though, hopefully. Um, well, soon, Alexa. Yeah. Uh, next up, Fightful. <clears throat> Had some information about the ideas pitched to Adam Cole before he left WWE. There's been much made about Adam Cole and pitches that were made to him during these meetings in the last stretch in WWE. Ringside News and Wrestling Observer spoke pitches in regards to him be, uh, being a manager, but Fightful noted those never quite made it to Cole himself, which isn't uncommon at all. However, we've learned of one pitch that did. In early talks and pitches to bring Cole to Raw or SmackDown, one of the ideas floated to Cole himself was that he could cut his hair off to establish a new look. We're told that Cole made it clear that he wasn't interested in that and the pitch wasn't made again by the final, uh, and by final things thrown his way. Uh, that wasn't among them. In speaking with WWE, they continued to praise Cole for being transparent in what he did and didn't like creative, what he did and didn't like creatively, uh, and how he was able to deal with his exit from WWE. It seems like it was fairly amicable. Like there's no, there's no bad blood there or anything. Yeah, well, one thing that seems to be quite like a resounding, excuse me, resounding thing for Adam Cole. I could say it was the same as when he originally signed for WWE. Is he always leaves companies on good terms? Yeah. Like, He's a he's a model professional, if you will. Mm. Um, I know, like Ring of Honor, he was in a big storyline, and he he basically he didn't finish the storyline because it was like a year. It was planned to be like a years long storyline, but it looks like they're going to pick that up in AEW now. Okay. Um, but he he was he basically made sure that he got it to like a cut off point. He didn't just leave them in the shit and be right, like, oh, right. well. I do it, and yeah. he obviously did the same thing with WWE. Finished this feud with Kyle O'Reilly, mm-hmm. leave them in like any kind of bad situation where it's yeah. like, yeah, we've got this feud, and he's just fucked up. Yeah, um, even even if the finish of that put, match was a little little ropey, yeah, but that was shit don't worry about that. That was shit. But yeah, like you say, <laughs> always leaves very amicably and and professionally. So it's rare to see. Well, I say rare to see. <clears throat> I think the fashion in which a lot of people have been released from the company. And this was different. It wasn't released from the company, just didn't resign. But you hear a lot of people that come out the back end of it and rightly so uh, pretty disgruntled and, and like, you know, not, um, not holding back in terms of what they say about the company, whether it be good or bad. Um, but yeah, he seems to be, seems to be a nice chap, but it yeah. does mean that we're not getting any more of his, uh, his stuff is up, up, down, down. The guys there. Their little sign-off video. <coughs> oh, that was sad. It was sad. sad. Not for now. I, I, what was more sad was that as soon as Wood said they're going to take down the merchandise soon, they took it down. Yeah, like that. We didn't We didn't get our £3 Adam Cole and the Bay Bay t-shirts. Absolutely fuming. They, they just sat in a fucking warehouse now in Connecticut, the scumbags. Scummers. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things. It will... It will you, we will still get it, just not in the way it was. Not on mm. other damn. But Breeze is still Breeze has been doing stuff on his Twitch with the with all four of them like since. Yeah, yeah. So there, there is there is there's ways around it. 
Mm-hmm. That's one of the loopholes with the, the WWE Twitch thing is that they can't have their own Twitch, but there's nothing stopping them appearing from on other people's Twitch channels. Exactly. Which is <laughs> why, which is why Woods and Cesaro are like regular guests on Breezes. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving, but yeah, uh, uh, sorry, back to the Adam Cole thing, just quickly. Like I, I've said this before, why would you change anything about Adam Cole? No. He's Man. fucking outstanding. Yeah. Like in ring, on mic, looks, like everything. Like yeah, yeah, it's mental. Like almost yeah. trying to insult the intelligence of like the raw SmackDown audience, be like, this is a completely different guy. Like, fuck off, we know who he is. Yeah. And and it, he's already like organically over as fuck. Like, yeah. You just gotta look at that video of him when he entered in the Arthur Ashen. Like the the world's still shaking a bit. Mm-hmm. From yeah. Adam Cole, baby, it was like one of the largest things I've ever heard. Yeah, even even um this week on Dynamite and Rampage, like some the stuff he was doing, um, he, like I was just watching it, I was just like, he's, he's just he just gets it. Mm. Just get, like the, the pop he got when he entered the Rumble that year, the night after Takeover yeah. when he fought Alistair Black and it was all bandaged up. It was fucking banging. And no, yeah. no need to change anything about him. Daft move. It's just the WWE wanting control thing, isn't it? Mm. It's the annoying thing about it. Yeah. Um, moving on, WWE have announced that Becky Lynch will defend her SmackDown Women's title <clears> against <throat> Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, a crown jewel in Saudi Arabia. Oh, joy. Yeah. No, another show I'm not going to watch. <laughs> nah. Well, it's on at a decent time. So I don't have to be separate to all hours. I won't be in a rush to watch it. Say that I wasn't in a rush to watch Extreme Rules. I've still not even watched that yet, to I've be honest. Not Extreme Rules. I'll, I'll get around to it. Um, but I'm guessing Sasha Banks returned to Extreme Rules. <laughs> she did, yeah. She returns as many times as fucking Big Show heel turns, face turns. It's not really a surprise anymore with her, is it? She, she, re- she returned and um, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair on the show that was called Extreme Rules ended in a double DQ. <sighs> there were more matches that could have been considered Extreme Rules on the Raw afterwards than there were yeah, on the they, actual show. They literally did a fucking cage match and a no DQ match. Dafties. Raw, like, the next night. Dafties. Like, what are you doing, you fucking idiots? <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen much of what happened on SmackDown. I just... I've, I've literally seen who got drafted, and that's it. But mm. I don't know if they did. They did do any more with that. I mean, regards to gimmick matches. But either way, it's like, why have this show that you called Extreme Rules and just have a Extreme Rules match on, and everything else is just normal, normal match. matches? It's, yeah, it's fucking mental nonsense. It's not even a B list pay per view. It was like a C D list pay per view. It, it's such a. It's such a like different direction from where they went last year as well where it was like the horror show and it was all the fucking swamp fights and eye for an yeah. eye all like, I mean I'd have taken that again over this I've not even yeah. seen this year's one but at least there was something gimmicky about it at least it tried to stand out whereas this could have been any other episode of Raw or Smackdown and the fact that they had divine intervention as the finish <laughs> oh mate oh, oh mate <laughs> <laughs> are we really doing this <laughs> did, you see, did you see Fightful put that put that thing up saying God makes his return to WWE after a 15 year absence? Outstanding. Um yeah. back to that match. Yeah. So um I imagine Becky's retaining there. Well, 
Bianca Belair won't be on SmackDown after after this week anyway. So seems well, kind of daft to make a match. If you re- if you read the next uh, the next line of that well, thing that you yeah. just yeah 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 um, <laughs> you'll see that you're wrong. <laughs> oh, I thought she got oh, hang on, right, right. We'll see here. Yeah. So night one of the WWE draft get fucked. <laughs> night one of the WWE draft. Uh, the drafted rosters will not go into full effect until October the twenty second. Right, whatever. <laughs> so, they, so they can keep the matches a crown royal, crown royal, yeah. blood jewel, blood diamond, <laughs> whatever they're calling it. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the draft picks from last night's episode of SmackDown uh, said so don't go into full effect until October the twenty second. Uh, Raw's uh, picks were Big E, Bianca Belair, RK Bro. Edge, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, Keith, Lee, I'm not calling him Bearcat, uh, Ray and he's, Dominic he's Mysterio. Gonna just, he's going to be just Bearcat by the end of the year, mate. Fucking hell. Uh, and from NXT, Austin Theory. That was cool. I think that was a fairly predictable one, Austin Theory. Yeah, he's been missing for ages, hasn't he? And he'd apparently been backstage quite a bit. He'd worked a shit on a dark matches. Mm, mm. Right? There's a there's a lot of people who are who are well, I say there's a lot of people who've been called up. There's we'll we'll talk about the SmackDown one in a minute because that did kind of come out the left field. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who've been like around the main roster for a while that apparently mm. on Raw we're gonna hear more of like more of them getting announced. Um it's interesting. Very interesting. Uh and then SmackDown picks, uh Roman Reigns, the first overall pick. Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre, uh, New Day uh, being Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, and Madcap Moss. Is that what they're calling him now? Yeah. Fuck Don't me. Worry Don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. They're like, uh, they're like proper like 20s rich boys. It's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> so you really want to get that 80 into 49 demographics, so you're aiming it at 70 year olds. Well done. <laughs> uh, the sixth pick hit row from NXT. This came out of fucking nowhere. And Swerve Scott, B Fab, Top Dollar, and Ashanti the Adonis. From what I've seen as well, they've not changed anything about them yet. Yet, obviously, yet. remains to be seen, but. I mean, I mean, they didn't change anything about sanity when they brought them up, and we saw where that went. Yeah, they did. They didn't. They didn't have Nikki Ross. Well, yeah, that. But don't worry about <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I worry. I, I worry. I am terrified because I think I, it's one of those things. I think they're, they're bringing them up. Top dollars, the guy who's going to they're going to make a star out of them. Really? I think so. He's. Top dollar's the guy who's like got Vince written all over him, isn't he? <laughs> he's a he's a big fucker. He can move and he can talk. Yeah, it's, it's everything he likes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Swerve, Swerve and uh, Ashanti, Ashanti the Adonis will basically be what Leo Rush was to Bobby Lashley. Oh God! But even that that being said, I I, I really want Hit Row to do well, so I'm really hoping. Oh, I do. That's why I worry because I thought NXT was a kind of a yeah. safe, a safe area for them. But we've also spoke about the fact that the SmackDown tag division is non-existent. Lacking. Yeah. So the fact that they've kind of they brought New Day over, we've got Happy Corbin and Mad Cap Moss, and we've got Hit Row. 
Yeah. That's three new teams to face the Usos. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good shout. That's fair enough. Uh, number seven pick, Naomi. And number eight, Jeff Hardy. Uh, Naomi, I'm happy about because hopefully plays into like the bloodline story. We'll see something she's, there. She's feuding with Sonia at the moment, isn't she? Mm. She's trying to get Sonia to come out of semi-retirement to wrestle Oh, that's going to happen. <clears throat> Which, that match will fucking bang, to be fair. I'd be really happy if that's yeah. a free um, Yeah, it, I mean, it's one of them. Like, she should, they should just align with the bloodline. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense, given the fact that husband's in it. And it's that fa- that's a faction that's literally all about family. Yeah. So it's Which not- is cool, because they've then got another faction of four that just came over with a woman in there as well. There's another feud for them. Hit Rowan the bloodline. Give us Swerve versus Roman Cowards. Ooh, child. I've Swerve. Give us fucking, give us fucking top dollar against Roman. Just oh. bouncing him around like a ping pong ball. Swerve and a shanty versus the Usos. The Usos would be banging too. Yeah, all of it. All of it. Um, yeah. Who else you think is going over Monday? Um... There's one that's kind of been really, really banded about a lot and it would make sense, and that's Dakota Kai. Mm. Um, as far yeah. as call-ups go, um, Dakota Kai, Zaylee's been missing from NXT for ages. So she's injured, she, though. She's injured. Again, she's been working dark matches. Oh, I thought she was injured. No, she'd been... Because she, she kicked Mercedes Martinez in the head and then that knocked her out and she got released. And then she got injured like a couple of weeks later and everyone's like, it's karma. Yeah, I thought she was out just through injury. Uh, she's, she's been backstage at um at Raw the last couple of weeks. Ah, wrestled a few dark matches. Fuck it, bring Tian Shah across. Oh, All of God, I'd, I'd love it if they. I don't think they should pull Zaya away from Tian Shah. No, I, I don't. Think. That's what I mean. If she's going to get a call up, bring all of Tian Shah, not just her. Yeah, because I, I feel like Zaya didn't really have the mic skills to sort of. No, like she was fine on the mic. She wasn't bad, but mm. she was better being like kind of like a soldier of TNGR, I think. Yeah, yeah, just like a fucking a ninja, just like a fucking silent assassin. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, anyone else? Aaliyah is one that's been kind of bandied about a lot as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. She's not there. Um, I know who I'd like to see come up. Who's that? Big Daddy Walter with Imperium. As a faction. Not going to happen. Why? Because Walter doesn't want to leave Germany. I mean, he's just moved to the States, hasn't he? No. Has he not? No. He just Someone was saying the other day he'd moved to the States. Really? Yeah. Well, Walter said he wouldn't, he didn't want to leave Germany, which is why he wouldn't, he wouldn't want to be on the main roster. Oh. Uh, well, then he's I mean, fucked, isn't he? If we, <laughs> not really, if he leaves, he's got to fucking hire if he no, leaves, no, what, what I mean is in like within WWE, like what's he gonna do? He's clearly not oh. in NXT UK anymore and he doesn't want to leave Germany, so that's him not on NXT or Raw or SmackDown. Don't worry about it. Can, he can make he can I make am worried about it. He, I want to see him chopping the soul out wherever he goes, though. That's the thing with Walter. He's <laughs> like he's like he's a, he's a bit like Bruiser Brody in the sense that he doesn't need to be signed anywhere, he could just go make money wherever. Hmm. And that's what he was doing before he signed for WWE. I think, I think him signing for WWE was good that he had the freedom to still do a lot of outside bookings. Mm. And um, obviously that changed. 
just going back to hit row a moment, obviously Isaiah Swerve Scott is still currently the North American champion. He's That's obviously cool. going to drop that fairly soon, like within the next two, three weeks. Who's he dropping it to? Do you think it goes back to Escobar? Von Wagner. Von Wagner. It should be Escobar, to be fair. They're still feuding. That'll make most sense. I feel it's going to go to one of these newer guys that they kind of put in the spotlight. Carmelo on. Hayes? Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Fair enough. Von, Von Wagner. Joe Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would be very good. <laughs> um, to add to uh, the NXT acts, uh, Andrew Zarian has said that LA Knight is one of the acts being considered for the draft. Makes sense. That makes perfect sense. He's, he's got a Vince guy written all over him. Yeah. Uh, main roster. He, he's too big for NXT, I think. He's... He's too good as well for NXT. Like he's 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 got like that sort of main roster feel to him, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and also another thing that in in this same thing that he put out about LA Knight, uh, he did also say that there'll be people who are moving the other way from main roster to NXT. Oh, really? Yeah, like akin to like the Mandy Rose thing recently, where the oh, that's out. good. I think yeah. that's cool. I think a lot of people have benefit from that. Like, obviously, we, we saw Finn go back. Um, and he really Mandy Rose like, has put a lot more stock back in Finn Ballard being a star again, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, I remember it was... I, sorry, go on. I was going to say, by the time he came back up to SmackDown, he was like... He felt like a huge deal. Whereas yeah. he kind of dwindling, wasn't he, when he was, like, getting murdered by The Fiend for, like, six months and then... Yeah, yeah. Um, we were saying I was, it was on the NXT review this week and we were having a similar conversation <clears throat> and I remember when the draft came about a couple of years ago and a lot of people were saying there's arguably three or four guys or girls that would really do well to go back to NXT or just go over to NXT we're saying Dolph Ziggler would be one Robert Roode would be one at the moment to go back to NXT oh, I'd love Robert Roode like back to back to his roots as an NXT champion yeah yeah, where he was like he was wrestling like a proper old school style. Mm. He had all these work rate guys around him. It worked so well. It's brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think who else would be good. What to go. go over to NXT from? Yeah, I would have. I would have said Cedric Alexander, but obviously this week hit row reformed. So her let's business. Not, do that. not hit row. Hit, hit business. <laughs> looking at looking at that in front of me and it said hit row. Like, oh, yeah, hit row. <laughs> Yeah, Cedric Alexander would have been a great shout to go oh, to NXT. What if you hit Rob this hair business? Oh. 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 Top dollar just slapping Bobby Lashley around like he owes him money. What, what if you get the bloodline hit row and the hurt business in a war games match? Give me that. And I mean, it won't day. happen. And the new day. Oh. No, it won't happen because Vince hates Vince, war games. Vince won't do Vince, Vince won't do war games. Ah. Mm. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Wrestling Inc.'s uh, Raj Giri claims that Fox Network specifically asked for Charlotte to be drafted to SmackDown. Why do we think that is? Because Fox are like the ones who... <laughs> WWE have got like this long-standing relationship with USA and obviously Peacock is tied, I think, to USA. Could be wrong, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and Fox have kind of said like in the past, we're not happy about about a you promoting someone else's streaming service on our network. Um, ah, okay. They, 
they paid an obscene amount of money to get the rights to SmackDown. And the the first episode of SmackDown, I think, was like four million viewers or close to four million. And now yeah, and like on Fox, I mean, and now two years later. Yeah, two years later. One three, one four. It's no, it's about it's skirting two million. Oh, so okay. It's, it's either way, the viewership's half. Mm. And that's like, that's insane. So yeah. obviously with you all that- You think this is a reaction to that? I think WWE kind of stacking smack. I mean, you've just got to look at SmackDowns compared to Raw's there. Mm. And you've got Roman, Charlotte, Drew, New Day, um, and Jeff Hardy, all big merch sellers there. Yeah. Obviously, Corbin and Moss, don't worry about that. Naomi hit, and Hit Row are going to sell some fucking merch. Yeah, Naomi and Hit Row are kind of more like because people keep saying they want to see Naomi and Hit yeah. Row. Hit Row get over in like the first week. Yeah. It, people will see that Hit Row entrance and go, they are the fucking best. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Which is pretty much what we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you look at Raw, and I mean, Raw, of course, it's not like, it's certainly not like massively stacked against it, but it's more like edges of part-timer. Yeah. Um, Orton and Riddle. Orton's not really got the star appeal he had at the moment because he was in the, he's in that tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Lee is a guy who could be, could have been the number one draft pick in my opinion, but yeah, they, because they keep like rebranding him and changing the mind on him. It's just like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's, then that being said, if he's number six pick there, that means they've got big plans for him. I mean, it's and, not like he was in one of the picks they did once the show went off air and it was just like, oh, he's just been shuffled about. Like it was a visually he, picked on the screen sort of thing. So. He was the number six pick. Hmm. Like that that's that's the thing. That's the big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Ray and Dominic, they're big bear shifters as well. So mm-hmm. I, I think you look at that, and I imagine it's probably going to be another sort of, they're going to stack SmackDown a bit more than yeah. Raw because at the end of the day, they've got less time to play with, with SmackDown Raw. They've got an hour. They could, we say this all the time, that third hour they could use developing new stars. Yeah. Quite easily. They yeah. could use that third hour to like kind of get new stars a bit more like exposure. Kind of like what they're doing with 205 Live because 205 Live is just non-existent. Yeah. Well, Cruiserweight yeah, so division isn't really there five and, live anymore. Well, it's like four or five live. They had fucking Odyssey Jones on there the other week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Imperium on it this week. Fucking hell, Fabian Eichmann's not two or five anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's certainly interesting to see where they're going with this. Yeah. I, I think, as I say, I think. They're going to stack SmackDown to kind of keep them sweet, to keep Fox sweet because of known animosity, especially um, apparently that Vince TV series that's coming out. Oh, yeah, the one that he's like not produced, he's, but he's had a hand he, yeah, in, hasn't he? About the steroid trial, apparently, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, who admittedly is a horrible, horrible human being, yeah. is depicted in. Not the nicest light, so there's also that bit of like animosity there. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. oh we've heard this. Is that the one that's on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which will be absolutely 
nothing like what actually happened. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's like whenever WWE do anything about themselves, it's like just revisionist history. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> moving on. PW Insider says WWE kept a tight lid on plans for the draft. Several people who would normally be in the know about draft decisions were kept in the dark this time. The wrestlers who switched brands during the night or during night one of the draft were notified shortly before airtime. I think that's good. Yeah. No, really good. It, it, it keeps it suspenseful. Like it's... You get more natural reactions like when he did, yeah. when he um, drafted JR and JR was fucking living. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> there's <laughs> that clip that keeps coming up the Undertaker when he got drafted oh no was it he was like the number two pick or something and he'd fucking launched the chair through the wall <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's good though yeah really good um, sticking with draft stuff um, Insider notes that there is an exception uh, that the free agent Brock Lesnar uh, will show up on sorry that is expectation that free agent Brock Lesnar will show up on next week's episode of Raw. I like that he's a free agent. I like that he's just a mercenary and he can go where the fuck yeah. he wants. I, I like the fact as well that in kayfabe, it's because Paul Heyman secured that deal for him. <laughs> My good friend Paul Heyman sorted it out yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like this version of Brock a lot. Techno Viking Brock's awesome. Techno Viking Brock. <laughs> Truck stop Brock. You do, you do for, you do forget though that like Brock's like can't be a good talker when he fancies it. Yeah. Until now, where it's like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It'd be interesting to see where they go with him. Like I, we're getting him and uh, Reigns at Crown Jewel, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Although they've not announced it yet, have they? But it's it's a foregone. They've announced it. Oh, they have. Oh, okay. Oh yes, they did. Yeah. Of course, they announced yeah. it before the Finn match, before and it was kind of extreme rules. That was it. Yeah. It'll be for the Universal Champion if Finn doesn't win. It's like, oh, Finn isn't winning. Shut Finn's up. not winning then. <laughs> not if God's got anything to do with it. Maybe Brock cut the rope. <laughs> nah, you'd, you'd see Brock cutting the rope. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there is, there is um, some footage though of like a cameraman who's just like stood up, stood on the apron, and then you see him just like holding the camera, but fiddling with like the turnbuckle at the same time. Really? Yeah. Oh dear! And then it, go, it goes, and he just jumps down like nothing happened. It's like, oh, <laughs> come on, do better. <laughs> um, moving on, pair Fightful. Some people at USA Network grew tired of WWE using scapegoats and shortcuts in response to Raw's decline in ratings. Some of these shortcuts included brand-to-brand invitations and Raw Underground. The network cares more about seeing the consistent quality of the show improve. Which is funny because that's what the fan base wants as well. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not hard, is it? Just nah. fucking don't insult your fans' intelligence. Mm-hmm. Do better. And, and it is a mad one. Stop catering to an audience of one. Mm-hmm. Like, stop fuck. Vince is basically how it's used at this point, isn't he? I'm so. <laughs> Surprised he isn't just locked away in fucking Titan Towers with jars of his own piss in his office. <laughs> uh, but literally just just stop catering to Vince's whims. Listen to your fucking fan base. Like mm. people like we, we were talking about this before with Adam Cole and how like electric a pop Adam Cole got when he's shown up in the rumble and like even like 
Arthur Ashe last week. Yeah. AW, like every stadium show, like, like oh, well, not every stadium show because they've only done one, but every like show AW's done, which has been a bigger crowd than he was ever in front of an NXT other than mm-hmm. TakeOver. And he's got like comfortably the largest pop of the night. Yeah. 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 And Vince, because Vince wants control over that, he wants to rename him, he wants to cut his hair, and he wants to put him as a fucking manager with Keith Lee. It's like, You've got one of the best wrestlers in the world. You, you don't need to. You don't like, need to do that at all. The anything. fans like him as, it's as he is. <laughs> like he doesn't need to be Keith Bearcat Lee and slowly. He was fine when he came up from NXT. He's he's got intangible charisma. Vince sees a big guy and goes, he he's, he's got to be a monster. Mm. People can't like him because he's a monster. Look at him. People, people need to be scared of that man when he walks through an airport. <laughs> it's like fucking 2021. You can have a fucking heel ca- uh, face character. Big he was like, a big guy. It's not yeah. hard. Yeah. That's, I mean, that for me is the main thing. It's, it's all about just fucking listening to your fan reaction. Like you've literally got a target audience in the building. Hmm. You've lit or a test audience rather in the building. You can literally gauge their reaction. Go, okay, they really like that guy. Push him to the moon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the stuff like the brand to brand invitational is fucking nonsense. I wasn't. I didn't like that at all. Raw That's Underground. Raw Underground could have had some legs. I think Raw Underground could have been all right. Yeah. Well, Raw Underground was just Shane McMahon had seen blood sports and decided he wanted to do it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, WWE is planning up to eight nights of stadium shows globally next year, uh, according to Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. While not all of those would be international, one figures to be in the United Kingdom. What Culture reports that WWE is looking to run an event somewhere in the UK in September of 2022. They're looking for stadiums that hold 90,000 uh, in capacity. Later in the week, per Talk Sport, it was revealed that WWE is planning to hold SummerSlam 2022 in the United Kingdom and likely at Cardiff's Principality Stadium, at formerly the Millennium Stadium. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. I mean, oh. 30 years on from SummerSlam 92. Yeah. Amazing. Drew, Drew's absolutely winning the fucking world title there, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool, though. SummerSlam. Like we, it's one of those things we've been clamoring for a pay-per-view in the UK for years. Like we haven't even got like one of like the super showdowns or any of that shit. Like the last time we got one was I think it was Insurrection. Insurrection. Well, it was the fucking plane ride from hell, wasn't it? Yeah. 2001, so, 2002. 2003. 2003. So now. The fact that's been 19 years since we got an actual pay-per-view show mm. in like we, we got takeover, but that doesn't really count, does it? It's not a pay, it's not. It's not a big pay-per-view. No. I mean, it's, 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 it's better than most of the actual pay-per-views they, bet they put on, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Takeover London was banging as well. To be fair. Mm, mm, it was. Yeah, but this yeah. is awesome news. If if it comes to fruition, which it sounds like it's well on the way to. Um, and also Cardiff. Awesome. It's not, not as far as London, is it? Uh, well, for you... Uh, no, for me, it's about the same distance. About two hours either way. Yeah. Still, it's it surprised me they've done Cardiff. With it being 30 years since SummerSlam last time it was here, you'd have thought they'd have just done Wembley. 
Yeah, but I think it's because Cardiff's got a roof, hasn't it? Oh, and if they're doing it in September, unpredictable. Yeah, well, if it's SummerSlam, it'll be more August, won't it? Mm. I, I hope it's August, because I'm meant to be going to Florida in September, so don't make it the same fucking week that I'm meant to be away. I'll be fuming. <laughs> gonna go, gonna go see some NXT 2.0. I mean, I'm going for a wedding, but if there's some NXT 2.0 on, I'll get to it. NXT champion Von Wagner defending <laughs> against Tony D'Angelo. Oh no! Don't even <laughs> in a in a get your own back gun sent match. <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips special guest referee, special enforcer, new GM Dave Benson Phillips <laughs> running a mock on NXT play days. <laughs> That that's something as well. We, we, I need to say, like, because obviously I've not been on the NXT two for podcasts, but I'm, I'm coming back with a vengeance this week. Um, like, how is it they've aesthetically made it more like child friendly, but then they're trying to go for like edgier Edgy. content, and they've got Bron Breaker saying shit. Yeah, and fucking Chase, what's his name, walking around getting that match was bullshit. Yeah, Andre Chase. <laughs> Andre Chase, that's it. Yeah, it's it's a, a weird fucking dichotomy or whatever it's you want bizarre. to call it. It's like, bizarre. Like, it would have fit the old aesthetic better. Mm. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's... <laughs> it's Should we talk about some anyway, AEW? Let's. Um, speak, speaking of bizarre things, Triple A's always fun, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dorian Roldan, Triple uh, A's booker, saw Danielson Omega's match at uh, Arthur Matt. Arthur Ashe, and that he really wants to see those two battle in the company. Um, and the fact that Kenny Omega is the AAA mega champion could turn that into a contest into an actual title match. Uh, Meltzer went on to say, CM Punk on Twitter said he'd like to do a match in Mexico City with Penton and Phoenix versus him and Brian. Um, um, Dorian Roldan freaked out and Roldan has talked about wanting to do Danielson challenging Omega for the AAA mega title after he saw their match this week. Do it, cowards. Do both of them. Belts versus beards? Yeah. Well, they've not got much hair, have they? Hair and beards. <laughs> Daniel, Dan, Brian Danielson's gimmick is his beard. More than his hair. So he got his little <laughs> top knot. Um, but, yeah. Still, awesome. Lucha, Lucha Brothers versus Danielson Punk would be fucking banging to be yeah, fair. Yeah, man. Really would. And seeing Omega and Brian again, but all for a title on the line. Do it all the fucking time. Yeah. That'd be Just awesome. give us it once a month. <laughs> Drip fed. Well, that, being, that being said, like two matches in into AEW, Danielson's had two absolute fucking bangers. That one with mm. Nick Jackson on Rap Page was amazing too. Yeah. What's that while I was here? Having me breakfast before. <laughs> <laughs> Kick the shit out of Nick Jackson. <laughs> Rightly so, shitbag. Mm. Moving on. Uh, Excalibur announced on AEW Dart this week that Kira Hogan has now signed with AEW and is all elite. I'm not too familiar with her. Is she good? She's very good. She, she's she been she's been with Impact for a while. Um, okay. And she was one of the uh, women's tag champions with uh, Tasha Steeles. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she's very good. Uh, arguably, didn't really get much opportunities. It was it was weird. Like she she'd always seem like she was on the cusp of doing something cool in the women's division, and then they'd sign some. 
they'd sign somebody really like who was really exciting on, on the indies at the time. It was like, oh well, now we're gonna push this person. Mm. So she's always like almost there, but never quite there. Right, um, right. But yeah, she's very good. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what she can do. Um, really, really good signing for the women's division. Really close to it. I'm happy about that. Um, Decent. She's not the only signing AEW announced this week. No. They also officially announced the signing of Leo Rush. He surprised motherfucker all of us on a dynamite. <laughs> um, he previously appeared as the Joker in the Casino Battle Royal at Double or Nothing, um, picked up an injury, and then briefly retired until Who, changes. Who's retired again. more times, Leo Rush or Ric Flair? Teddy Funk. <laughs> um, but Leo Rush is probably going to try and take that record. Uh, no, this was this was cool. To be fair, he. he Felt almost like he's got like a new gimmick. Um, okay. He was <clears throat> he was saying uh, LBO, which I can't remember what it stands for, but he was talking about like investments and stuff like that. And like show it, it was showing like all like sort of like city skylines and him talking about making smart investments and all this. Um, stonks. Wasn't quite stonks. No. Cold Dahl, like had a good a good one saying he, he should have if if he's doing that like entrepreneur. LBO should stand for lemons, bananas, and oranges, and he has a fruit stand that he's just just like start helping people with fruit as they come to the ring. <laughs> he just Which, comes out with those little fruit and veg carts and just like herding like them at people. I go from a cockney fruit stand, <laughs> the flat oh, cap, no! flat cap, the fingerless like Fagin gloves. <laughs> yeah, just basically Shah Samuels, but with Leo Rush doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And fruit instead of meat. <laughs> that being said uh, the other thing I really want to see is him do Blackheart and AW yes please either tag or feud with Malachi Black because yes please awesome. and thank you that'd be fucking awesome yeah, yeah. that's a good um, signing though like I'm I like Leo Rush a lot and yeah, yeah this is this is good super good I'm I'm gonna make an audacious claim right off the bat I, I think he should be the guy to take the TNT title of Sammy Guevara yep I agree, 110%. I think they should build Leo. I, I don't think he will be. I think there's some another person, Bebe, who's going to do that. But um, <laughs> I think Leo Rush would be a fucking great person. At least, if he doesn't take it off, I'm at least do, do Leo versus Sammy and have them like go to a draw or something. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, speaking of the TNT Championship, former NXT star... Bobby Fish will be appearing for AEW next week as the first challenger for Sammy Guevara's TNT Championship. Yes, Bobby Fish. I, I'm happy cool about dad, it. Bobby Fish. Cool dad, Bobby Fish. He did say his moustache would go well with the belt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what I like about this is um, it, it, it was seemingly done very quick because like Bobby Fish tweeted as soon as tweeted, Sammy didn't won. He? Yeah. And then Sammy caught a promo during the first break of Road to the Top. So he had 15 minutes to kind of like Respond and they added they added to it on um on rampage. But okay, what's very cool about this is obviously when Cody was the first TNT champion, they were doing like the open challenge where he was picking people like who weren't necessarily signed to the company mm-hmm. and facing like they had, had Warhorse, obviously, um Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston were both signed off the back of Cody's of open, their open challenge. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool that with we're getting that back because I thought it was something that was, I, I don't know, it's weird because when with the way Miro did it was he was challenging kind of for the most part 
up and comers like Ego, mm. Lee Johnson, yeah, 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 Dante Martin, and obviously he like wrestled a few like more established names like Evil Uno and Eddie Kingston as well and Sammy, but. Mm. For the most part, he was challenging like up and comers, and then people of dark and elevation. Yeah, yeah, pe- people who you'll probably you'll probably see a bit more of a prominent spotlight on in a couple of years' time, as opposed yeah. to now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's either way, it's it's really cool what they're doing with the TNT Championship, and it it does feel kind of. I was thinking about this uh, when I was watching Rampage this morning. It feels sort of like the Intercontinental Title used to feel. Yeah, it's their workhorse uh, championship, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. a workhorse one, and then the the world titles like the prestige belt, where yeah, yeah like the big prize fight for it. Yeah, um, yeah, can't can't praise what they're doing with it enough. That I really enjoyed mm. the whole open challenge. Agreed. Um, speaking of um, things I'll enjoy, uh, speaking <laughs> on a recent episode of Busted Open Radio, Tony Khan revealed he's really excited about the potential of international travel next year, and he's not. He's not sure his main focus will be running a tour in multiple cities as of yet, but he wants to focus on Craven Cottage, uh, the home stadium of Fulham FC in London, uh, to do the football club that he owns, to do a show there. Um, That'd be ace. Yeah, I mean, I I still think the amount of AEW talent who are on that for love of wrestling in Liverpool, just do a fucking show in Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. they're all there. Just do it. Half your roster there, just put something on. Don't mess about. It's not, it's not, oh wait, no, it is. They're like next door to a fucking arena. <laughs> oh, so the, the Echo Arena? Yeah they're, yeah, they're in the convention centre next door. It's not like they couldn't ah, do okay. a dynamite show next door, is it? When is the For Love of Wrestling? May. Oh, is there still time? You nope, watch end of April. End of April. You watch, they're going to announce something in there. I hope so. They'll, prob- they'll probably announce... If anything, they'll probably announce like this Craven Cottage show there or something like that. Mm. That'd be exciting. Really, really good. I, I can't, I can't wait for AW to come to the UK. I'm so mm. excited. It's been a long time coming. They, they wanted to come over last year, didn't they? Was it for Fighter Fest? Yeah, they they were meant to do Fighter Fest and Craven Cottage last year. They would those talk. They they pretty much seven day one. We'll be doing a pay per view in the UK at some point. Like nice. They, they didn't say when, but they said it was like one of the kind of high priorities yeah. because of the ties to the UK. And obviously a lot of um a lot of the wrestlers and the EVPs in particular have wrestled over here. You know, the, their trade over here, yeah. You know what the crowds offer. Mm. Um hostility. <laughs> yeah. Depends where you go. But yeah, that's good though. Really cool. Um Moving on, sources uh, told Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net that Cody Rhodes uh, doesn't really have much of a relationship anymore with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, On Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks role in AEW management, uh, Cassidy was also told basically that EVPs only in name at the moment in 2021. They no longer have a final say in creative or talent hiring, any of them. Tony Khan pulled back the reins on that and took full power away from them all. Didn't wasn't this alluded to about like some infighting stuff? And didn't Cody even mention something about infighting in one of his promos a couple of months ago? Yeah, like it's been it's been alluded to quite a lot. Um they made they made a reference to it on being the elite as well a few weeks back, saying, mm. Oh, we kicked Cody out of the elite joking around. <laughs> um <laughs> like no chill Kenny just said just dropped that one in. Um hell. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because like when they kind of when Cody I can't remember who I was talking to about this now I think it was a bit tasty but 
when Cody first started like knocking about with them when he left WWE, he always felt like kind of an outsider. He wasn't, yeah, like he he was kind of just there because of like who he was and all mm. that. And I mean, I'm not that, not saying that's a belittle of friendship by any means, but it, it felt like it was like sort of he was shoe on in that because they wanted to do the whole. Well, it was originally Adam Cole versus Kenny, and then Cole went to WWE. Right. Cody left WWE a similar sort of time. Right. So he kind of like came into that role that Adam Cole would have been playing of trying to usurp Kenny as the leader of the Bullet Club. Right, right. And from that, like, it's always felt like, well, you can tell the friends, but they don't really seem like the amazing. best of friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And obviously, Cody kind of like, distance himself from like some of like the social media stuff and that um it, it what's interesting is um just to elaborate on this as well um they've all they've all still got the roles they play within the management system mm. so um like matt's matt jackson's wife um runs the merchandise side of things so matt jackson plays a big part in that okay um, kenny's obviously aw games mm-hmm. um Cody does sit in the um, creative meetings, but obviously doesn't have as much sway, which is why he's not got his win back yet against Malachi Black. Um, it's not happening. It's not happening, is it? <laughs> it's, it's not. Malachi washed his hands of it this week. Did he? Said, this, this is over. And just walked Good. off. He's, gonna, he's <laughs> probably going probably gonna to try and do a murder on CM Punk now. Um, <laughs> and uh, who's going to Nick? Uh, Nick is, um, is like, basically doing like all the YouTube stuff. Okay. Um, Social media things. Mainly being the elite because that was what he was he was he's running doing that that before, wasn't he? Initially anyway. But yeah. yeah. He's looking after that and part of the YouTube stuff as well, I think. Um but yeah it, it is it is interesting. I, I think there's pros and cons to this. Like it's good that they're not just hiring anybody because like like because Cody was like starting to just hire his mates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But at the same time, if it wasn't for their influence, um, we wouldn't have Orange Cassidy. No, no. Because the Young Bucks like pushed for Orange Cassidy hard. Oh, okay. And Tony was like, I don't get it, but if you guys are vouching for him, all right. I'm and happy then, to go on it, yeah. Yeah, and then now Tony's like, yeah, that was one of the best investments I ever made because <laughs> Orange Cassidy is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it... it it is interesting though to see that. I, I think it's. I think on the other side, it's good because obviously there is the whole joke of Cody always gets the win back and stuff like that. And, he, and yeah, I'd, I'd I'd rather and even even stuff like Britt Baker was saying. Sometimes Cody will see something and go, "I want to be part of that now," and he'll just kind of take over. Oh, and like not like not necessarily interject himself into it, just take over the creative for it, and then right, right. It's like it loses a bit of its authenticity. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I mean, it, if if a rampage is anything to go by this week, it's allowing like some of the other wrestlers a bit more freedom to do stuff like Ricky Starks' video package this week that he did himself. Yeah. Oh. I know he used to produce, oh. well, yeah, before he was signed, produced a lot of his own stuff or it was him and, and a guy that he works with produced and, and wrote and, and edited a lot of his stuff. It's fucking awesome. I've not oh. seen this week's one, but if his other this. ones are anything to go by. This the production value on this was amped right up. Oh my mm. god, it it was literally like a fucking like rap video or something. It was nice. amazing. I have to check it oh, out. It's so good. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see seeing the direction that this goes now with a bit more, bit more of Tony doing like what Tony wants to do, a little less mm. of the others. Want. Um, <clears throat> anyway, this is some awesome, awesome news to end on for AW. Um, AW has helped launch the John Huber Legacy Foundation. Uh, the non-profit foundation is started by John's wife, Amanda, and his brother, Chris. The foundation will focus on providing support to people in creative fields who have not taken the next step in their career because of family ob- obligations. Uh, and then a couple of quotes here. So Amanda said, John almost gave up on his dream of wrestling because of his family. Um, but he got the call to move up to WWE while we were in the hospital with our first child. I can't think of a better way of honoring his commitment to family and his career than to help all the people who are facing the same dilemma. Beginning in 2022, the foundation will select a group of creative individuals to support with resources, connections, practical skills, and direct funding. The cohort will meet with, will meet throughout the year to learn from experts in areas including business planning, artist management, public relations, brand management, finances, and IP law. These skills and connections will help them provide for their families while also helping them pursue their dreams. And uh, Chris Huber said, many artists and wrestlers are never taught how to manage their finances um, investments and assets in a way to make sure their family is secure. Like our father, John always wanted to make sure he was making the decisions that were right, that were the right decision, not only for his career, but also for his family. Um, the foundation will announce its first applica- application round in early 2022. That's incredible. Yeah. That's so, so, so good. Really, Lovely really cool. They announced it in Rochester as well. Um, ah, that's and nice. That show was just like a nice dedication to John yeah yeah it was really cool like nah. the, the all the crowd that Brody signs um, there was a little bit where they were on the commentary team and Excalibur just pulled one out from behind the screen and just held <laughs> it up just a sign that said Brody nah. uh, and Eddie Kingston was like grabbing people's signs and like waving them around <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously we got the Dark Order being fine because Amanda threatened to kill Evil you know which was nice <laughs> um, so yeah um, it was all good um, but that's cool. That's uh, the whole foundation yeah. idea. Yeah, I like I like like sort of the way this the working with these charities. Uh, obviously, mm. the old heart one as well. Last week was a really yeah. cool announcement. Yeah. This is equally cool. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it's so it's something that it doesn't really. Sometimes it can kind of be st- like sort of swept under the rug a bit, just because it's like, oh yeah, it's just a company doing a good image. But the fact that they're doing this because it's what Brody would have wanted other people to be able to do. Yeah. It's it's an awesome memorial for him. Really, really is. Good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. <clears throat> Let's move on, finally, to the rest of the world. <clears throat> so, uh, Jonah, formerly known as Bronson Reed in NXT, revealed that he thought he was safe and getting called up to WWE's main roster when he was released. He said, I started at the start of 2019 on a three-year deal. Only at the start of this year, I signed a new three-year deal. I was blindsided that halfway through the year that I was released. Also, with where I was placed in the card and how I was utilised, I didn't think it was coming. He said that in a recent interview with uh, Chris Van Vlay. He also stated on his own podcast that he is in talks with a few major companies. It's gutting that he went, because it felt, like you said, the position he was in, the way he's been treated sort of thing, that really, really came out of left field. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember when it got announced, we were all like, wait, what? 
like he, he really was a, <clears throat> a big star. Yeah. For the, um, and he, he felt like he was on the cusp of really, really like becoming a big name in WWE. Mm. So for them to have just gone, nah, it, it's bizarre. But I, I think wherever you end up, I, I have a feeling it'll probably be impact. Do you reckon? I mean, it's one of those things, like major company, like a, a sort of, you look at like a home company. So if he does something like Impact or Ring of Honor or AW, he'll be able to do outside bookends as well. Mm. I think he's pretty much guaranteed to return to PWG because that's where he made his name in the US. Oh, okay. Um, and he had like some awesome matches against guys like Walton and Keith Lee and did some bad murders on Darby Allen as well. <laughs> I, know, so, I know who I'd like to see him wrestle and it's not in the States. I'd like to see him wrestle Jeff Cobb over in New Japan. I think he wrestled Jeff Cobb in PWG, you know? Yes, but I want it again. Oh, okay. And again. I mean, again. I do want it again. <laughs> but if you want to see that match now, you can watch it there. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be down for that. He, he's had he's wrestled Walter like more times than I realised. Really? He, he wrestled him in Brighton. As if? Yeah. Just on a random show in Brighton. It's like fucking King and Kong versus Godzilla on Brighton Pier. Oh, that, <laughs> that's that's why there's nothing left of Brighton Pier. It was those two, they tore it down. <laughs> that um that Keith Lee Walter uh Joan Rock match from PWG for the PWG world title. Mm. Like Godzilla versus King Kong versus Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Walter's Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping people like he's fucking King King Adora. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I think it's one of them, isn't it? Wherever he goes, he's going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. He, he could he could show up in AEW, and I think they could literally put the TNT title on him. Yeah, and it'd be fine. Yeah. Everything would be all right. Everything could be all right in the world. Pick up where he <laughs> left off in WWE. Yeah, <laughs> work from Alakai Black. <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm definitely intrigued to see where he ends up though because fuck me he's awesome mm. indeed um, moving on Game Changer Wrestling has announced that Mick Foley the hardcore legend will present the GCW world title prior to the John Moxie versus Nick Gage bout um, that's at GCW Fight Club on October the 9th so next week if, fucking hell Mick getting about lad yeah, they're, they're doing a really good job of making this match feel fucking massive. Yeah, man. Fucking like, Moxley came out the other week, didn't he? On Was it Dynamite? A GCW hoodie as well. It was on All Out. Was it on All Out? Yeah, he entered wearing it. Oh, it was All Out. AJ Green's yeah. um, GCW hoodie. <laughs> Fair play. As he was tweeting, saying, I was wondering where the hoodie ended up. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. Mm. Old Mick, I'm like very Mick. excited to see that match because I think they're going to kill each other. Yeah, an actual murder. I think so. I think so. And finally, Impact Wrestling have announced within the last what 24 hours. Uh, last I night, think night it, before I think they announced it on Thursday. Thursday on, on Impact. So they've announced the new digital media championship. And a tournament is set to take place to crown its inaugural champion. Have, have I, you I seen no the belt? Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It, it it literally looks like 
A circuit like, board? Yeah, it, it looks like they've kind of tried to replicate the AW type, like world title with the side plates. Bit. Yeah. But then the middle, they've just like whacked the circuit board on. Um, I mean, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I, I guess it could be like the TV title, which is what AW obviously use the TNT title. I swear it's a belt that mm. is defended regularly on TV. Um, I've also heard things that it could be like the 24-7 title and they're literally going to defend it on like YouTube or Twitter or something TikTok. like that. Imagine. Who was it that said in the um, Discord earlier, you can only you can only like defend it or you can only use moves that they do on TikTok in the match for it? <laughs> uh, I think it was Faye. Might have been. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, it was indeed Faye. <laughs> it's, it's, it's his impact. Fucking just, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Though I imagine they'll probably it'll probably be cool what they do with it. They'll probably think of something unique. Mm-hmm. Um, Start giving and, us fucking like those. What was the 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 match they used to do with the the ropes across the middle of the ring? Ultimate X. So an Ultimate X for the the digital media championship. They, they did one of them for well, no, they do that for the X division title. Me, just the X division. Oh, all right. Because oh, they they could bring back King of the Mountain. No. Ooh, oh, that, wasn't that a really, really nonsense stipulation? <laughs> so, just for anyone who's not aware of King of the Mountain, basically, if you get pinned in a King of the Mountain match, you go, you spend, I think it's a minute or three minutes in a hockey penalty box. Um, you can only, once you pin the person, you become eligible to hang the belt. That's right, hang the belt. Hang the it's belt. a reverse ladder match. Um <laughs> And it, it's it's the most convoluted thing, but it's always it's always like mental in a good way. It sounds because absolutely fucking absurd. It it is, especially because one of them literally involved Samoa Joe being about to hang the belt, and then he just passed it to Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle won the belt. <laughs> oh, I was wow. like, oh, oh no, wow. Uh, I remember Joe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the other thing with this though, as well, is it's going to be an intergender title. Oh, okay, that's so cool. Men and, men and women can compete for that's cool. Which, I mean, to be fair, in impact, that's pretty much the way for all the belts at this point. No, really, like, like well, Tessa, Tessa, oh, Tessa Blanchard won the impact, the yeah. Uh, they had Jordan Grace competing for the X Division cha- Championship at Bound for Glory last year. Um, yeah, fair play. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then that's good. Yeah, it is very, it is very cool. Um, I'm looking forward to what they do with this. I'm mm. also looking forward to what they do with the X Division title, given that Bound for Glory's got an open challenge for it. Oh, of course, yeah, because uh, what's his name invoked option C or whatever it is. Yeah, so it's him oh. against Christian. That, oh, he's gonna be Christian. He's gonna fucking bear the Christian. Two. Yeah, he's gonna snap his ankle off like a young kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we've also uh, that's that's the last of the news um, we've also got um, a shit ton of questions in the, uh, in the is in there the do you know like, what? I've not even been looking go on mate uh, so um, we'll start with Nat's asked about eight so we'll start with a few Nat's then Faye's got one then we'll do some more so first off uh, given the hit row been called to the main roster do you think they're going to split them up I don't want them to. I feel like they might do. They really shouldn't do. Give it six months. Oh. 
problem. Well, it, it depends because Phil, go on, you go first. You knowing, go first. knowing WWE, you always got to give them six months with this stuff. Look at the hair business. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but it feels like the kind of leaning more into factions because they realize That's people exactly like factions. what I was about to say. Yeah, exactly that. They've got so some ready-made bangers there in that they could have Hit Row against the Bloodline. They just put Naomi with them. Just give us Hit Row versus the Usos. Yeah. I, so- I, I, I have faith in them not to actually <laughs> saying that, saying what I just said before, like, because they're starting to lean more towards, as you say, factions and stuff like that. I'm going to say they're going to keep them together. Yeah. Uh, she also says, what direction do you see them going? Um, in terms of what? Like whether they're going to be faces, heels, I guess. Uh, oh, cool or, heels. Oh, cool yeah, heels. Cool. Like undisputed uh, era. I, I think they're going to initially, I think Swerve's going to feud with Nakamura for the IC title. Oh. Because they've got the music thing, haven't they, with like Boobs playing Nakamura to the guitar. Mm-hmm. Hit Row is like literally like a rap label, like uh, Death Row Records. Yeah. So they could, they could play off that. Um, I, I think either way, they're, they're gonna they're gonna be fine. If the faces, fair enough, that works because people love hit rope. If yeah. the heels, that works too because Swerve's like fantastic at being a scumbag. Yeah. Oh, we so, also get them against Street Profits as well. That'd be a banger. Oh fuck me, that'd be good. Yeah, man. We get Nakamura and Street Profits. Oh, against Hit Row. Hit Row. And yeah. Boogs and Beefab just like Boogs like egg, egg, playing his guitar. <laughs> Spitting rhymes on us, chucking verbal barbs at him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I want Hit Row to be fine because I love Hit Row. Mm. I am very scared for Hit Row. Got the fear. I've got the fear. Mm. I've that I think I'm just preconditioned though. Whenever anyone gets called up now, I've got the fear mm. because like they called Keith Lee up looking strong, and then they put him in tennis shorts, and then they uh, fucking and now look at him, and then they've turned him into a bear cat. Um, what even is a bear cat? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I guarantee, I mean, it's it, the thing with that, it, it is a very nice, um, like an homage. The first um, ever Black World champion. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But knowing Vince, he's going to go full. We've got to make him a bear cat. And he's going to end up coming out with fucking fear on his hands and like, he's going to come out to fucking, was that noise? Was it the start of Mark Mero's music where it had like that? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna uh, he's gonna slowly turn into a werewolf. Brilliant. That's what's gonna happen. Vince is gonna stop making him put fear on the back of his hands and his face. <laughs> and Don't even. <laughs> you know it's, it's gonna happen. It's fucking Halloween coming up soon, mate. I wouldn't put have it past. Have you seen his new gear? Yeah, has it got like the the across the got front, like the sla- the slashes across. Yeah, pink slashes. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, cool. Bear. I don't mind. Um, I'm just I'm just scared that Vince is going to fucking just see Bearcat and make Keith Lee into like a fucking actual like Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti. But just if, if Keith Lee goes full man bear pig, I'm done. <laughs> if, if he goes full man bear pig, I'm out. That's it. That, that's where I draw the line. Um, uh, next question from Nat. If Hangman isn't the Joker in the casino ladder match, who do you think it could be? Um, so they actually announced the participants last night on yeah. Rampage. It's um, Mox, Andrade, Pac, Orange Cassidy, um, 
Matt Hardy and Lance Archer. Is there still and a Joker to come? The Joker is usually a return or a surprise debut, yeah. So la- last time the Joker was Brian Cage debuting, for example. Right, right, right. I think Hangman makes the most sense. It does. Has he had enough time off? Because he was having time off because his wife was pregnant or just given birth or close um, to him. He's been off for about... Two, three months? Weeks. Oh, not even two months then. Wait there. No, it's got it's at two months most. Hmm. So yeah, he's had he's had he's had enough time off if he wants it, but it did depends. Like the the thing is, the winner gets a world title shot, so that's the way they can get Hangman vs Kenny at full gear. It that's is. Like, that's the cheat code to get Hangman Kenny at full gear. Yeah, I don't think they'll give it to Hangman that easily. I think they'll make him work for it and work for it rather than just being like, here you go, cash that yeah. in any time. I feel like they're going to drag that out of it, which rightly so, I like it. I think it would be cool if they did. Probably the best long-term story in wrestling at the moment, so. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. It's, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, aside that, from that, Hang... Go on. I was going to say, that being said, I wouldn't be upset if Hangman literally just came in, won it, and then it's like I've had time off to like kind of reflect on everything now I'm going to mm. be here. And that, that they've got that as like he's he's hit the lowest of the low and now he's come back and he's yeah like a fucking supernova. Who what else? You... Like aside um, from Hangman, who who would be? Well, obviously, dear old Davy Meltzer was saying that Bray was going to show up in Rochester, and that didn't happen. No bullshit. It was never going to happen. <laughs> no, still, still in the contract, isn't he? He's still got two weeks on his. No complete, no complete close. Mm. Um, 13th of October is when that expires. There was something I'd forgotten to put in the news, but apparently there's there's a bit more traction on where he could end up. And it's it apparently is looking more likely that he might go to impact. Really? Apparently, apparently. Interesting. A couple of things, uh, a couple of sources said it, but I don't know. <sighs> don't know until we see it. Impact would be a better, better like, suit for him, I think, but. I don't know. Hmm. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in black. So that's selfishly, I want Bray versus Malachi Black. That's what I want. <laughs> or Wyndham, as he's called himself these days. What Real about? Name. Well, yeah, I know. You know I was going to say, what about Malachi Black as the Joker? But you say typically it's usually a return or a surprise because that it, would be it, a way to just fast track it will, back into the. It would be a surprise if he just came in and just kicked everyone into oblivion. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else it might be like. Trent? Trent? Nah, he's 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 out for a while. He's, Is he he's out for a while? He's okay. had neck surgery. Like, ah. No, I knew he had neck surgery. I didn't know when April. he was expected back. So he, he won't he probably won't be back to like March, April next year. Oh, oh fair enough. Um just thinking now. Jonah. Jonah's a shout. Jonah's a shout. Oh. Oh. Imagine <laughs> just obliterating everything. I'm see. I'm thinking. I'm thinking more. Fucking big demo. He's just nice. got just got for all the legal fucking loopholes. Apparently, he's had a bit of a, a hassle with that, but he's now officially a free agent. You what? Sorry, he had visa issues, didn't he? Is that what it was? I think so. Um, I, I'm just thinking like the the thing that's kind of like sticking in my mind at the moment is the whole Moxley versus New Japan thing going on. 
Like you think someone from Japan's going to come have a new Japan guy just rock up and like take out Moxley. Fucking Tanahashi, do it. Oh, do it, cowards. <laughs> but then you've got Archer there to kind of deal with Mox and just mm. kind of further that. Um, Andrade and Pat will be going after each other. Yeah. That's the Matt Hardy a feud. And so it's like, it's literally going to be whoever, I think whoever comes out is probably going to, probably going to win it by that logic. Because everyone else is already involved in their own little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me, even though like he's wrestling earlier in the night, it wouldn't surprise me if Brian Danielson came out and won. Yeah. But then it's not really the most babyface thing to do, is it? Nah, just inject yourself into a match, shit bag that, your way to a title opportunity. Could that Pepsi man do it? The Pepsi man. Could that the Pepsi man do it? Danhausen. Oh, fucking they, do it. We've, we've opened the forbidden door to Ring of Honor now. Homicide showing up last week. Get Danhausen in. Give us Danhausen. That's what I want. That's what my heart wants. But I, I do think it's probably Hangman. Okay. I think Hangman. Hangman makes the most sense. Um, oh, next from still from that. Um, <laughs> is SmackDown just going to become the Becky and Charlotte show now? And she said, "I watched SmackDown and Raw this morning, so it's fresh in my brain." Um, I haven't watched Steve from this week. To be fair, I heard SmackDown was fairly good this week, and I've heard Raw's been slowly steadily getting a bit better since he won the championship yeah i think she means more because of like the the um the draft and that um Uh, i see i wouldn't i don't know it's hard to gauge where becky's going to go whether she's going to stay on smackdown or go to raw Mm. because obviously seth rollins hasn't been drafted either i know typically they keep couples together but hang on, you've now got both women's champions on the one brand. Are they going to unify the belts? They, sh- they should do because they haven't got enough women in the on the roster, but then it sounds like they're going to be bringing up a couple of women from NXT to kind mm. of med- uh, remedy that. Um, unless Bianca wins it back at Crown Royal. Maybe, because she's going to Raw anyway, isn't she? She's going to Raw. She can take mm. them. Because they did that with... Um, they did that when Bray won the Universal Championship, didn't he? Yeah. Where both champions were on Raw and then uh, Bray took it to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So they could do that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, feel, I feel like they need to keep Becky and Charlotte apart, though, at the same time, because... We well, they're both the, the, the top of the division, like... Mm-hmm. On either brand, like it doesn't make any sense to have them both on the same one. I think yeah. Becky's getting drafted over. She'll continue her feud with Bianca with her and going to Raw anyway. They'll just do what they did with the Street Profits and New Day last year and swap, swap the, belt. the belts over. <laughs> <laughs> that means this, this is the thing, though. I'd, I'd rather Bianca wins it because then otherwise it means we'll get Becky versus Charles again. It's mm. a series and it's always good matches, but I've seen it that many times. I just don't give a fuck about it. Charlotte and Bianca would be good. I'd love to see that. Charlotte and Bianca, on the other hand, would be excellent. Mm. So There's a bit of history there as well, because her and Ripley eliminated her from the Rumble this year. And Charlotte eliminated Bianca from the Rumble the year before. When she won it, yeah. Do it. Come on. Um, <laughs> do it, cowards. Next, uh, Faye says, 
where do you see Bobby Fish's direction in AW will be? Uh, Into I think- the sea, like the fish he is now. <laughs> just get into an estuary and just swim away. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's one and done. I think it's going to be... Think it is. I think Sammy's going to do, as I said earlier, um, what Cody was doing, where he was like challenging people from outside the company to come and challenge him for the belt. Yeah. As a, as a little prove yourself match, and then if you're good, we'll sign you. If you if you war horse, we won't. Which just as for war horse. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I agree. I think it's a one and done. Yeah, but it's still. It, I hope if it is a one and done, we do get like a little interaction between Fish and Cole. Yeah. Even if even if it's just like Cole, like saying like using Fish as a way to challenge Sammy. Mm. Um. Moving on, Nat's Nat's back about um, some more SmackDown stuff. Do you find Babyface Brock as fucking weird as I do? Uh, no, I'm alright with it now. I, yeah, I, I did <laughs> it's still it is weird. It's it's creepy. Yeah, Techno Viking Brock scared the shit out of me at first, but then I remember <laughs> that the Techno Viking is a paragon for all that is good in the world. So there you go. If Brock is the par- the paragon of all good. Um, <laughs> fair, fair play I never thought I'd say that in a 2021 or answer this next question <laughs> how many deaths can be attributed to Arn Anderson <laughs> oh boy um, just armed Anderson armed Anderson for those who, <laughs> for those who don't know on an AEW Dynamite this week Arn Anderson said if someone tr- said to Cody if someone tries to steal my car I pull out my Glock and I splatter their brains all over the concrete um, as you do and dead, whereas Cody let people steal his car um, wow careful Arn's got a gun and he ain't afraid to I mean, use it Arn Anderson literally survived getting stabbed to death with scissors actual hard man he's actually probably the hardest man in wrestling Whoa. my dad ha- my dad Haku would like a word with you well, steady on now. I'm so understated about it that he, he doesn't have to bite people's nose off to say he's hard. He just sits there. Don't and, worry about it. And, and weathers scissors to the back. <laughs> and still lives. Um, yeah, I think... I, I think <clears throat> I don't know. The, horse, the horseman did some wild shit back in the day. Yeah. And and Arn was always... You can tell Arn's like the instigator. Like, Flair's like coked up like... Arn's like, like, do it, do it, do it, do it. And Arn's Arn's just sat there making phone calls, getting people to come out. (laughs) Just like making reservations at bars, like the enforcer. Um, (laughs) I think think there's probably a lot of skeletons in Arn's closet about people he's killed. (laughs) My my answer, like many things, is just don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) That being said, I'd love to see Arn just like, just come out like may the granddad and it up with a fucking actual <laughs> gun to the ring. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. And that is it for the questions. Uh, nice. Some good a bit questions. Of a dreamy shift there. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That that's a pretty actually shit. We forgot to actually mention as well. Um, speaking of Malachi Black, uh, he he also won his first belt since leaving WWE. He did. The king of the new. PWG tag team champions beating Black Taurus and Flamita. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They released but, a new shirt this week as well. It is. Is it as good as the uh, the King's End one? I mean, it's on par. Is it is, is on par? Because that, yeah. that one he released like straight after the PWG show. Mm. I was like, oh, that is. Yeah, man. Tr- I'll have to have a look. 
give it a little check out. But yeah, Sweet. that that has been the news housing with Jay Housing and Troy Housing. Um, <laughs> I'm probably nah that Dan Housing don't listen to this. <laughs> he he ain't gets to us. Plus we plus we we endorsed giving Dan Housing money by making him the AW World's Heavyweight Champion. Um, <laughs> he does yeah. our intro on the podcast. And he our does outro. do our intro and our outro because he's a big fan housing of the podcast housing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, always a pleasure, never a chore. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>